0: Alrighty, righty all righty best conversations podcast you know the vibes uh man you know we've been talking to the queens all month this one had to extend just a little bit at this mm-hmm. point at this point it's the first of the month but we but we had to get enough we had to get one more queen in there before we, we before we uh wrap up women's history month so, salute to all the queens that's, that's uh, been on the podcast this month we got awesome. another. We got another one on. We got another one on the line today. Um, Feels the same space that I does. The um, beautiful podcast space. Um, she's the one usually asking the questions, but today it's flipped on it, and I'll be asking her some questions, getting in her business. I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to do her podcast last week, so mm-hmm. we doing a pod for a pod favor first time to the to the program best conversations podcast everybody let's welcome tara from the podcast talk with torah talk with Tora. talk with with Tora.
1: it's fine
0: miss torah how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great
0: uh thank thank you for um for taking for taking the time out of your day to uh, to do to do the pod, I mm-hmm. had a had a wonderful time on your pod last week. had had a lot of fun. Um, I'm
1: so glad. Thank you for inviting me. So dope, and I think that's great. You had all all the queens all week and everything like that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, all, all month we I'm been celebrating uh, Women's History Month, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, we 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 gonna fin- we gonna finish off strong.
1: Awesome. Um,
0: so for the people that don't know. Give people a little little, little brief information about what do you do in the name of your podcast and everything you got going on.
1: Okay, guys, my name is Tora. My podcast is called Talk with Tora. Um, It's been up and running for over a year now. I started it a year ago. Actually, I started it like almost two years ago. (laughs) And the reason why I started it was because when I started my photography business, I didn't really know you know, what paperwork needed to be filled out. I didn't know where I was supposed to go, like how I was supposed to get my license, uh, insurance, um, how I was supposed to pay for my name and everything like that. So I was just like, I know I'm not the only one struggling with this issue, not knowing how to start a business. So basically I was just like, why not start a podcast where I have black entrepreneurs come on and they discuss the ups and downs and the struggles that they went to and how they started their businesses. So it started out like that, but then it kind of blossomed because I was like, yo, black people, we are just dope. So it kind of blossomed from black entrepreneurs to black music artists, (laughs) to black um, healers, to black creators. So now it's just so many different things that some things I didn't even know um, was so like we're so involved in. So it's kind of opening my eyes. So that's how it started and how it's been going.
0: <laughs> gotcha. who, who are some of the podcasts um, that was in your rotation be- before you had your own podcast? Who's some of the podcasts that was in rotation that you faithfully listened to?
1: Um. So I was, I was actually going through like a rough time. So Amanda Sills, I think it's because also we're around the same age. So she was talking about things that I could definitely relate to. And I was going through kind of my own personal journey of figuring out who I was and um, basically being okay with the fact that I'm a strong woman. And if I ask for something that, you know, it doesn't make me selfish or it doesn't make me you know a bad person to let people know what it is that I want and what I expect Mm -hmm. and then I was also listening to Mac Wilds uh what is it the guys next door so Mm -hmm. I was listening to the two of their podcasts so it kind of gave me like heartfelt moments with Amanda Seals and then it was more like funny relaxing conversations with the guys next door, like listening to their conversations and their point of view on certain subjects going on in the world.
0: Okay. Just them two Any, any more, any more,
1: Well, at the time, yeah, <laughs> now it has blossomed to so many different ones. Like now I listen to, I think it's, uh, Talked Truths with Tiff, Tiff. And then there's a few other ones. Um, I just started listening to them because now I have more free time but they're mostly just podcasts that people send over they're like hey i like what you're doing with your podcast can you please go and check mine out so mm-hmm. i have quite a few on my list i'll be like yeah i'll get around to it i'll let you know so i'm kind of like every day i listen to something different
0: okay gotcha yeah yes yeah, the yeah the podcast game is it, crazy with the, uh with with instagram the uh algorithm ag- but with- uh-huh yeah <laughs> Um, like every day, like you, you, just swipe in it, and then somebody is sponsored, like which is dope. I, I, lo- I love to see you know young, young, black creators and doing pods. Right. But um, you know, like you said, you just gotta find time to. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: You know, but salute to the you know the people that that listen to our podcast faithfully. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so um, let's 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 go back okay and then we're gonna, then we're gonna go
1: rewind forward. it rewind
0: <laughs> and then we're gonna bring current you know best conversations man we 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 love the journey um mm-hmm. I, I, I i enjoy i enjoyed i enjoy hearing people's journeys on how exactly how they got to where they got in the road it took to, for them to get to where they got to um so you're you're originally from new york yes all right mm-hmm what part of New York?
1: So people who live in the city, would call it upstate New York. I'm from Rockland County, a small town called Spring Valley, New York. It's close to the Palisades Mall, which most people know the Palisades Mall. I think it's like maybe 10 to 15 minutes away from Palisades Mall. I was born in Spring Valley. I left when I was younger. So around seven or eight. And then I moved to Charlotte. I was here for a few years. Then I moved to Florida. I was there for a few years. And then I went back to New York to finish high school. And then I moved again. <laughs> then I made my way back to New York. So I kind of always find my way back going home. But like now it's kind of like, all right, I visit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it'll always be home and everything like that. But I feel like, um, you know, when, you, when you've when you grown in a certain environment, you go off and you experience different things, different environments, and so you kind of grow out of the environment that you were brought up in so that would still be home but like at this point it's kind of like me growing my business and you know figuring out exactly what it is that I want to do as an entrepreneur
0: gotcha yeah. um as, as, a, as, a, as a little girl young girl what what on tv or what was the posters on the wall what where, where where was you catching inspiration from as a, as a, as a young kid
1: Okay. Uh, So growing up, I was, I would say very dramatic. (laughs) So my mom said I was very dramatic. Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. very, didn't know how to, believe it or not, but I was, I was a quiet child, especially in school. I, I wasn't very good at expressing my emotions. So I would always write poetry. So I would write poetry and growing up, Eminem was like, one of the rappers I listened to because I'm like, yeah, yeah." oh, I feel the anger in his, in his, in his song. Like, I feel it. So I listened to, you know, Eminem. And then of course, like Beyonce and whatnot. like my music genre was very, very, you know, I'm going to say unique because it always went with how I was feeling. And like, I listened to Pink and Avril Lavigne, and I also loved reading poetry. So there was like these books back in the day called Chicken Noodle Soup for the Teenage Soul. And it had like different authors in there from all over where they would just write, um, you can submit your piece of work and they would put a large book together of poetry. So I think at like 11 or 12, I learned how to write poetry. And that was my way of expressing myself and you know, just trying to get it all out instead of just keeping it like tucked away and whatnot. So that's when I, I learned that I was able to do that. And then in high school, I, um, I liked interviewing. Like, I think it was like a speech class where we had to do like an interview process. So one of my peers would have to interview me and then I have to turn around and interview them because they're like, well, we have to prepare you for the outside world and whatever. So my professor or my teacher, she liked me so much that she was like, when is your lunch period? Because I need you to be an interviewer for the other students in my other class because you're just really good at it. And I was like okay no problem and it was some of the students were like my peers were just like kind of terrified of me because i would just like go from like this bubbly personality to like a person that's like so what can you do for me mm-hmm. so what do you like to do in your free time so how does this job going to benefit you where do you see yourself in <laughs> so that's how i was and i learned that oh okay i like interviewing i think this might be my thing but i never pursued it or jumped into it because where i was from no one was really encouraging you know, youth at the time to go after what it is that they they wanted to do. It was like the ones that they saw potential in that were, you know, AB honor roll students that were, you know, putting all their work in 24 seven. Those are the ones that they paid more attention to when it was like students like me who didn't really have like anyone shaping, my, shaping me to be something um, they kind of just overlooked.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely, know how it feels to kind of uh feel overlooked Mm -hmm. and um yeah I I definitely know how that is so um did you go did you go off to college or
1: yeah so I started once I came back to New York (laughs) I'm gonna the last time I came back to New York um because I spent a year in South Carolina and then I came back it was around 2012 or so, cause I was out in the corporate world. I was working, I had a really good job. And then I think it was something that my boss said, like I was making really good money. And so me and my, I was living with my mom. Cause you know, living in New York by yourself is extremely expensive. Right, so right. I was just giving my mom rent money and I was just working full time. I had a nine to five. Um, and I was in the process of getting a promotion and everything. And then my, jo- my, bo- my boss said to me, he was like, this isn't a job, this is a career. And I was like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life?
2: (laughs) Right, 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 right,
1: right. I'm like, I'm in my early 20s. This money is good, but like, I don't think I want to do this for the rest of my life. So that's when I decided, okay, let me go to college. So I attended Berkeley College in White Plains, New York. Mm -hmm. And um, I received my associate's degree from there. So I went to school for fashion marketing and management. Okay. So after that, I was just like, okay what next and it was actually a professor that kind of pushed me and she was just like your writing is amazing you really really should do something in writing so she didn't give me any real direction to that but like she really helped me to improve my writing but I didn't know you know how to like okay maybe I should go after uh um being a creative writer or something like I didn't know that so to me it was like okay writing I associated that with journalism Mm -hmm. so then I found a journalism school here in Charlotte and I attended that, and I was just like, "Yeah, journalism is not for me."
0: <laughs> how, how, how do you know journalism wasn't wasn't for you? Because um, you're a great interviewer, um, and I, I would think I would think journalism would be pretty, quite natural for you.
1: Yeah, there's just there journalism is so broad. Like, there's so many different. Categories are at um, or different fields that you can go into when it comes to journalism like I think that's one thing that I thought like journalism was just one set thing, but -hmm. then you have photography journalism and then you have interviewing and then you have journalism where you know you're you're writing and you're in a newsroom like there's so many different like places where you can go when it comes to journalism and I like the fact that it is very broad. Because I did learn how to, you know, write an article. And I was like, this is not for me (laughs) because it was so structured and I'm a very creative person. So for me, writing articles and, you know, like basically having my creativity stumped on and to take what I'm passionate about and turn it into like um, a hashtag or a headline that will pull everyone in. That wasn't what I wanted for myself so I did learn you know I, I learned videography I learned photography and these were things that I really really enjoyed these are the things that kept me grounded and they kept me sane because I loved taking pictures I mm-hmm. loved editing footage and then I learned how to you know the how to set up the equipment for interviews so I did a few interviews here and there but I still wasn't told how to start a podcast <laughs> right hold,
0: hold on one second my went okay, long- no off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i apologize my alarm has been going haywire lately no
1: problem it happens (laughs)
0: like i have to i have to really get that fixed that 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 was um right in the middle of the interview um so um the video the uh the photography and and and, you know videography something Mm -hmm. i know some a lot of because uh Mm -hmm. I jump right. I jump right into that my, myself. Right. Creating, creating, you know, wedding do weddings, and um, eventually I created a web series, things like that. Awesome. When you when you when you picked up the camera, what what was what was your pure goal of what did you want it to do?
1: Oh man, I don't think I really had a goal at that point. Like when I had to when I was assigned a project, mm-hmm. I would just do this do the project. Mm-hmm. And then I just, when I picked up a camera, like it relaxed me because school is very stressful. College is not for everyone. I tell everyone, like, it's really, really not for everybody. Um, It really changed me in a lot of ways. And I I mean, not in a, like some aspects positive, but then like when it came to like my mental, like I was just like, yeah, this is not for me. I wasn't, this isn't me. So... Picking up a camera and editing footage and editing um, photos, it really did relax me. And one of my professors was just like, You have an eye for taking pictures. And when I was younger, my mom used to give me those little disposable cameras, and because we moved around so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> so whenever I would start at a new school or something like that and I knew that I was leaving or moving, my mom always gave me a disposable camera and I would just go and just take pictures of everyone because I wanted to remember them. Mm-hmm. And I still have those pictures to that to this day. So at a, I think at a early age I liked taking pictures. I just didn't know that it would be something that I would just I would fall into later on, but I never had like a, like a moment where I was just like, okay, this is what, this is my goal for this. And I mean, unless you, you know, whenever I'm hired to do something, like, of course I want to take the best pictures ever. And it just became like, it became an extension uh, to who I am. Like it became me, like my camera <laughs> was me. So it was very easy to take a picture. Like it was very easy to, you know, know what I, what I needed to do, how to hold the camera, um, how to pull light uh lights from different areas or whatever natural light and and all that. So whenever I did have somebody in front of my camera, I'd be like, yeah, this is easy breezy. And I think that's one thing too that kind of pushed me away from photography was because at one point in time it just wasn't something that I needed to master anymore cuz I had already mastered it in my mind. To me it's like, okay, that's check off the list. I'll always have this if I need to fall back on it, but as far as it making it a solidified thing for the rest of my life, I don't think this is what I want to do anymore.
0: Got you. What was your first camera?
1: Uh, my first camera was a Canon Six uh T6 Rebel.
0: T damn, you start off with the T six. Yeah. <laughs> I started with the T2i. 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 Yeah. Um yeah, I love, love those Canons, man.
1: Love yeah, they're they're really good. My professors, they just they came in with um. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Their cameras, I didn't even want to hold them, especially mm-hmm. when they told us how much they cost. I was like, yeah, I don't want to hold this. <laughs> You're telling me you just spent, like, $1,500 on a camera and you want you want me to take a picture with it? I don't know about that. So, yeah. It took amazing pictures, though, but I was just like, oh, my God, that's way more than my rent. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, some of those cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did, did you... Did you ever have maybe ideas of like, like doing like movie shorts? Oh, yes.
1: Like I do. I actually have some future goals when it comes to that. I do want to create a few movies and whatnot. Well, not movies, like short little clips. Like when I was in school, I had to um, create, I think I have like a few movies where it was like one had to be like a silent movie. Mm-hmm. And I did it based off of my niece and nephew. And I took them out for the day. We went to the park um we went to like this little museum and i wanted to capture them because they had the love-hate relationship like one minute they will just be the best of friends and the next minute they're just fighting each other wow. so and it and it actually i caught it on camera and it was just like perfect so i did that uh, i think it was like maybe two or three minutes long mm-hmm. and then i did another film where I actually, actually two films. So it was like two little short films. I think both of them was like two or three minutes long where I, um, I basically like, I had to figure out or I had to like put together something that empowered me or whatever. So I did something called Beautiful Black Queen. And I asked my niece to do it for me. Like she was the person that was in it. So I was just like recording her and these different movements and whatnot. And I didn't even have the poem written up for it. Like I just went and I was recording her and then I I just put the pieces together, like the video footage together. And then I just came up with a poem and threw myself in the back, like the voice in the background or over it. And yeah, that was one of my projects. And then I did the same thing with another one where it was like a guy that I was uh, friends with at the time. We went on a hike and, you know, I was just recording him walking or whatever. And I was uh, getting different angles of him and everything. And then I wrote a poem to that. I put some instrumental really behind cool. it.
0: huh? It sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, I, I can send some of it to you, but it was just like, the, that's when I realized like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love creating little videos. I don't know if I could, I don't know about a whole movie. I don't know, like right now, I don't have the time for a whole movie, but maybe one day I would like to do something like that. Um, but that would be, yeah, something down the way, way down the line. But I loved creating like little, little movies like that, two, three minutes long.
0: Did 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 you have did you ever like? Uh, like watch like uh, like Issa rays like early early work on YouTube like yes I, I did I, <laughs> I, I I don't know why I knew that but I can <laughs> catch that you,
1: everybody says that you know it's crazy everyone's like you give off like Issa ray vibes for some reason like you remind me of Issa Rae. I'm like what and it's crazy because when I started to watch Insecure, it was so many similarities there. And I'm like, oh, it's the Capricorn thing because she's a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. I'm like, I think it's just our personalities. But I worked with kids and um, and I was trying to find myself. And then when I hit 30, I was just like, what? This is 30. Like, I went through all the transformations that she went through. And then the stuff that she did do, I was just like, wow, to see where she started out and to see how she progressed over time. It's a beautiful thing, and I love
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she she was some of my inspirations. Uh, watching her 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 um, web series, mm-hmm. Awkward Black Girl. Yes. Um, it definitely made made me want to create a web series.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, is, Issa, Issa is so so amazing. Um, especially for us young black creators.
2: Right.
0: Um. She, she's such. She's such a such a dope person, and I and I get those type of vibes from you too. So I, I knew. Oh, thank I, you. I knew some, some. I like. I bet she used to used to uh, to watch that because that that was that was such a, such such dope dopeness back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just started. I'm not gonna lie. I just started to watch it because I didn't even know about it. You know, back then when she started it, mm-hmm. so I started to watch it maybe last year or so Mm -hmm. and I picked it up and I was just like oh my gosh because I was watching an interview of her and she was talking about how it started out she's like yeah Insecure started from a web series that I started I was like what really
0: started from a web series
1: yep Mm -hmm. started
0: started from oh no started from a web series um Mm -hmm. all in that family of web series It, it was this I have to send it to you um it was this a whole nother brand called Black and Sexy TV. Mm-hmm. Um, that had a whole bunch of web series as well. And I say all have to say, like I used to watch the web series with Issa, if I even know really what Issa Rae was or was going to be, this was way back like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And like all of those, all the majority of those people in that and those casts, I, I see it on TV and commercials now. It, it, it's crazy how a lot of those people I used to watch that that did that, that did the web series is all on BT. i have seeing them on interviews.
1: But I'm, like they I'm, look familiar. Where do I know them from?
0: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I definitely caught the inspirational bug too. Like, man, i man, gonna start me a damn web series, man. Right. It's, it's crazy. So, um, when, 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 when is the pod created?
1: Okay. So I created, oh, okay. <laughs> cause it's like, it's a very unique story kind of, cause I think we were talking about it a little bit, but then I, I'm like, wait, I forgot to talk about how I started to create my first little podcast thing on Instagram I mean not on Instagram on YouTube where it was like a a class project with my friends my guy friends like my my professor was like oh you know I want y'all to do like a a funny skit or something like that Mm -hmm. so basically my my male friends they just thought they knew everything about women Mm -hmm. so I just like to get them together and then they talk about what they think they know about women and I just laugh at them because they know nothing (laughs) So I was like, hey guys, I have this project that I need to do. And, you know, I want to call it What a Girl Wants. And I want you guys to sit in front of a camera and, you know, let, like, we're going to talk about what you guys think women want. So I would write up the, the, I guess you could say the topic of the week. I would write up the questions and everything like that. So this was kind of like my first jump into editing anything, you know, with someone with more than two people. And, you know, such large foot, like we had hours and hours of footage that I had to slim down to like 20 to 30 minutes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I started that. And then I still hadn't done anything with talk with Tori cause I think that was like 2017 when I did that. So I, I each week I would do that with my, with my uh, male friends. I would come up with the topic. I would write up the questions. I would just basically put them in front of the camera. And let them answer the questions. And I did that. Yes, basically. I was the producer. I was the promoter. I did everything. All they had to do was just sit there and tell what they felt. Mm -hmm. And that actually helped me a lot with my editing skills. And I think that I needed to do that to help me to, you know, be more structured when I did start Talk With Tour. So originally, the first time that I even did an interview for Talk With Tour, I think it was like 2018 or I think it was 2018 and it started on YouTube. It was my first interview. Cause I, like I said, I didn't know how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. I There was no one telling me, I'm like, I'm in school for this. There's no professor telling me like, Hey, you know, you can start your own podcast. And at that time I was actually looking for places at radio stations. So I was reaching out to people. I had one of my professors tell me like, here, I have someone someone who's in radio, let me connect you with them. So they'll give me the information and then I would reach out to the person. They're like, let's set up a date. And then I just never would hear anything back from them once we set up the date. So I was just like, how am I supposed to be on radio? Like I wanna be on radio, I wanna interview people. Like I was thinking that was the only way I could go about it. And me just getting rejected or not getting any answers and not figuring out how to go, I was just like, I I was like really frustrated. So when I did do that one interview for my, for Talk With Tor, it was on YouTube. And then in 2019, I actually ended up hurting my knee and I needed knee surgery. So I took it as a way of the universe telling me like, this is time, it's time for you to start this podcast because my doctor was like, Hey, you're going to be on crutches and bed rest for four months. Wow yes so i was like what am i gonna do before but like i was losing my mind i was just like oh my gosh like i'm gonna need something so i just kept talking and talking and talking about starting talk with tour and it just took that for me to for me to get to the point where i need a knee surgery i was gonna be on bed rest and i just started promoting like i already had the talk with Tour ig page i already had the youtube channel and then I had heard, you know, because, you know, at that time when I told you I was listening to Amanda Sills and Mac Wiles, Mac had said that the way that he started his podcast was through anchoring. You know, he had the little promotion in between every 30 minutes or whatever. So I was like, that sounds really cool. He said, it's free. So let me check it out. So I had already set that up. I just didn't do any interviews yet. And I was just like using hashtags on Instagram to find all these Black entrepreneurs in the Charlotte area. <laughs> and I was just writing out like okay you know what I started physical therapy at this time I'll still be on crutches but you know I'll still be able to get around a little bit better so I think for my first interview I was still on crutches but I was able to yes I was able to you know hop around I was yeah so I and me and the person had never met her name was uh, Cassie and she was just like yeah of course like I I just like the interviewees that I got the first few months of Talk With Tour were absolutely amazing. I only knew one of them out of all of them that I interviewed. They were all so willing to, you know, come and sit down with me, even though it looked like my Instagram page was fake because I didn't have any interviews up there, except for like that one that I did on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it was just promotion like, hey, you know, book your interview with Talk With Tour now. So that's how that got started and then it just it just kept going and going and going
0: wow wow so how do you hurt how'd you hurt your knee
1: <laughs> a long time ago I heard it like I I kind of I don't know I guess I twisted it the wrong way
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was in high school and then I had surgery on it I think in like 2012 and the knee surgeon he was just basically like oh you know you're gonna have to figure out different ways to like you know because I'm like okay I need to lose weight so what can I do on my knee and he was like well you're you can't run on your knee like you'll never be able to run on your knee again so I was like wait what yeah so basically he just did like a a, like a miniature fix on my knee but then when I came down here um I went hiking, I was doing a lot of activity and I ended up like ripping my meniscus and flipping it again. Like it like ripped and flipped. I don't even know how that was possible. Mm. And I had to have knee surgery again and this knee surgeon was like, "We're going to get you up and running." I was like, "What do you mean running?" He's like, "When was the last time you ran?" I was like, I, 2008, 2009 somewhere around there." I was like, "I don't know." Like I haven't ran in so long and he was like do you miss it I was like I miss running I miss heavy activity like I miss all those things and he was like oh we're gonna get you up and doing that I'm like no you're not but he did and yeah
0: (laughs) Mm, um glad you glad you feel better have have you have have you been able to run again
1: yeah I did but now I'm back in physical therapy again (laughs) I think I did too much on it so like now it's like a delayed reaction to everything that I was doing because even though I was able to run again I just went like full stream like I'm the type of person like go hard or go home Mm -hmm. and then I still haven't like had it in my head yet like you have to listen to your body when it's telling you to slow down like you need to slow down so I'm still learning how to do that like when my body is telling me like you need to slow down you need to slow down. Yeah,
0: so you have, you have, to, you definitely have to listen to your body. I, I, I learned that myself. <laughs> I know, especially when you get up in them thirties. Right. <laughs> thirties, boy, you better be. You better listen to that body. Right. You. So, so you get the so you got the podcast up and running.
2: Mm-hmm. Anchor
0: them, plug you in. How to do this podcast? Right when when do you find your rhythm and 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 your consistency and and all that when 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 do you, when, when do you feel really good about this about the, about the pod
1: i'm going to say this last 2 months is probably where i found my consistency because even though my my podcast has been up and going for a year i had to in 2019 like with the midst of like me hurting my knee, I was also, I also found out that I was suffering from depression and I had anxiety. So learning about, you know, like learning that you can't fix those type of things, like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I can fix this. I don't need to go and talk to a therapist. I don't need Um, any medication or anything like that like I think that was like the hardest thing for me realizing that there's something wrong and I don't know what's wrong and I don't know how to fix it like and if I did fix it it would just be for a short amount of time and then I'll go back to feeling the way that I did so Mm -hmm. learning that the difference between being sad and being depressed is like two different things and I felt so defeated so like even though my my podcast was you know it was still up and going. It was just like kind of hard for me to, you know, really, really be consistent with it. So with everything going on, you know, with the protests and police brutality and everything and all that, like that was also weighing on me because I'm sitting here trying to get my mental health in order. (laughs) And I'm sitting here and I'm like worried about what's going on in the world and worrying about if I'm doing a big enough part and what can I do to fix it like, it was just so much. And I'm like, I'm having this internal battle with myself. Like, how do I do this? And I just felt embarrassed and defeated. And it, like, it was just, it was a lot. So I think this this year has been consistent for me. And this is where I found my rhythm the most. And I think it's because I worked a lot on, you know, finding myself and being happier with the person that I am and learning that, you know, people are human. We all make mistakes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, as we speak, you was, um, touched on a couple of things I want to touch on. But mm-hmm. uh, as we speak, uh, you know, we're we're, going, we're we're currently going through the Joy Floyd uh, yes. trial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what was your first reaction the uh, first time you seen that video?
1: Because I, there's a few people from my town that that's their family member. So it kind of just like, it kind of hit me like this is closer than you think. Yes. You know, like those, everything that you know, it's just, it's like a different feeling when you actually like, you're like, wow, the person, like this person's family is just like in the same, they live in the same town as me, you know, like we have this mutual friends and everything like, so it's just like this is really sad. Like I mean all the stuff that's going on is really sad, but it just it just hit me a little bit differently cuz it was just like wow. And to watch that video, it was like I literally was in tears. Like I was in tears for days because of that. And it just it broke me down so much and I was just like what am I supposed to do? Like I'm I'm a fixer, so I try to find solutions to everything. And I feel like, okay, this happened. Like, what can I do? How do I help? Like, what can, and there's, I feel like there's not really the right answer. Like, it's like, we we all can come up with, you know like we need to do this and we need to do that. And we need to do that. And I'm like, we, we're we doing so much. And I'm like, it's just if it, it, like, I was going through like the whole process of like that hopeless feeling. And I had to actually do a podcast episode to express how to keep your mind in check when it comes to things like that. Because if you continue, like, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it over and over again. I can't watch stuff like that over and over because, like, it really, it really, really just, it's just sad. (laughs) Like, I I can't find the words. (laughs) It's sad.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. I mean, even, even I was like I was watching a trial. I was watching clips of the trial. And,
1: oh man!
0: I mean, the, I mean.
1: the witness—he just he touched my heart, and the to when he cried and he broke down and he was just in there like you need a minute, and he was like yes, and the way he cried and I just felt it because I'm just like I'm like. I don't even know how I would react in a situation like that. Like I, like you, like you, it makes you feel absolutely hopeless. So I'm like, if I feel hopeless and I wasn't there, imagine how this person is feeling. Like they, they probably feel devastated. Like they probably just don't know how to say anything. Like they, they can't find the words to say it. So. Wow. Let's talk about about
0: mental health real fast, Um, the therapy. Mm-hmm. um when I was young I used to I used to um, I used to see a therapist and all that and um mm-hmm. depression is, is definitely a real thing and I think I, I think I think we all suffer from depression even even if the the, the greater we think somebody life is or whatever I think we all have our dark our dark moments in our life I think that's just um I, I think it's normal I think. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just speaking for I don't know. But I just mm-hmm. think we all we all getting our, our our little dark places.
1: Right. Yeah. I th- I had to learn that there was different levels of depression. Okay. Like there was like different different types of depression. So there's like the type of depression where you lose someone who's close to you. And you're just, you're heartbroken, you're devastated. Like, you just, that's that type of depression. And then you have the depression where you don't even know why you're sad. Right. You don't know why you're sad, where it came from. You just wake up and you just, you don't know. And then you feel like this overwhelming feeling, like, and you just don't know how to fix it. Like, you're like, I know I'm sad. How do I fix it? How do I fix it? But nothing you do will help. Mm -hmm. And, That's the type of depression that I go through where I just like, you know, everything in my life was going right. And I felt guilty because I'm like, what do I have to complain about? Like, what do I have to complain about? Like, I didn't lose anyone. I'm, you know, my business is thriving. Like, what am I so unhappy about? And it made me mad because I didn't understand. Because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I tried my hardest to be happy. Like, I tried to, you know, and I had people telling me, like, you know, you need to just get out and do this or whatever. But it was like, nothing was really doing it. So I think there's, like, definitely different layers of depression that we do go through. And then there's certain layers where, it, like, no matter how much you want to get out of it, and no matter how much you talk yourself out of it, it just doesn't, like, you like you can't get out of it. Like you really need some type of like therapy or maybe even medication. And I think that's like the scary thing that people think like, oh, if you go to the doctor, cause I did have a conversation with someone and they were like, well, you know, I don't want to go to the doctor. And they say to me, like, you know, you suffer from, from depression. So let's give you medication. And I'm like, it's not like that. Like they give you the choice if you do that. Cause I made a decision at one point in time I was on, antidepressants because it was that bad. Like it was really that bad, but I made that decision cause I was just like, I felt like I was literally drowning. I felt like I was dying, but I was still alive. Like, and I didn't understand it. Like all I wanted to do was hide away from the world. And no matter how many people was around me and no, no matter how many people were telling me like you're great and all this stuff it just didn't make me feel any better. No matter how many things went right in my world it was just, I felt terrible. So I definitely did take that option. And I think in the Black community, we feel like if you talk to somebody, then you know it means that you're crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: that's not the case. Or if you're on medication, like it's not necessary. So why would you do that? But it is because we go through so many traumas, like starting out from young, you go through so many traumas. And if you were like me, <laughs> where I went through traumas and I didn't talk about it, can you imagine that? Like, you, you know, you go through your traumas, you don't talk about it and it just all kinds of build, it builds up. Mm-hmm. And then in w- somewhere along the line, you just cannot take it anymore. And it just all comes collapsing out. Like my therapist told me that we have a bookshelf, like we are a bookshelf, right? And then we just keep putting books on top of this bookshelf. Even when the books can't fit anymore, we still just keep putting them up there. And then at one point in time, like the whole bookshelf is just going to collapse. Wow. And that's basically what we go through (laughs) because we don't handle each one of those books is a trauma that we went through or a situation that we did not discuss or, you know, a time where we should have spoke out about something and we didn't like those are all those books on that shelf. That we didn't we didn't handle it or or shift through them, and then all of a sudden it just it just becomes too much, and then that's when that drowning feeling comes in, and you feel like you're suffocating, and you don't know how to fix it. You're trying to look for options, and nothing is helping.
0: Mm. Wow, that that's, a, that's that's really a, a great analogy because mm-hmm. because we we just built, we just built all it's up, and 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 then when it all comes crashing down, we just be like fuck you know what I mean? right <laughs> yeah
1: and it, and it always happens that like the some well a majority of the time it happens at a time where you already have a lot of stuff on your plate
0: mm-hmm. so it's
1: just like oh here you go here's some more <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so do you do you believe in uh love and soulmate and you know and, <laughs> and all that type of stuff
1: all the gushy stuff
0: <laughs> gushy stuff
1: <laughs> I I do believe in I mean of course I I do believe in love um I think soulmate I think a soulmate you know growing up I think I used to think a soulmate is like that's your soulmate that's who you're supposed to be with but I think when it comes to soulmate like your soulmate can be a friend that you have like because y'all are just so in sync you have great connection and everything like that I think that's my definition of a soulmate um have I like I've I I think I've had like a connection like that with someone but we we just are not I guess we just don't work (laughs) but when it When it comes to like us being, you know, like as far as like emotional connection and things like that, I think that is what a soulmate is someone who you can be yourself with someone who you can connect, uh, connect with someone who, you know, like they love you no matter what good, bad, ugly, all that stuff like they still see you as the person that they know that you are. Like, they don't look at you like, oh, she had a bad day. Like, why is she reacting like that? And they don't get scared off or they be like, wow, that's a different side of her. Like, oh, I don't like it, you know? So I feel like I do believe in soulmates and everything and love. Definitely. I because I didn't get the proper love that, you know, like that I I was supposed to get growing up. Um, I did have someone show me that type of love that I, I knew that I deserved and that, In the way that I wanted to be loved. So that person loved me. And in return, I love them just as hard. So, because neither one of us was getting it from where we were supposed to be getting it from, we gave that to each other. So, I definitely know how to love. I definitely know what I deserve. And I think that's very important in this world, especially with the way that things are now, where it's just like people don't put in the work to get there. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, you know, I like you. Like, you're beautiful. Like, I want to do like yeah please don't put me you're you're the girl next door please don't put me on a high pedestal because you're gonna be sadly disappointed (laughs) right
0: um you you say you didn't get the love you're supposed to growing up are you are you talking about your parents
1: yes I my parents um in my friendships Mm -hmm. it was just very my mom you know my mom worked Mm -hmm. she worked and she was a single parent so she kind of was just like you gotta learn these things yourself you know so it's kind of me teaching myself everything like she had little moments when she did do that but she was working she was providing she gave me everything that i needed except for that love and affection but it wasn't her fault because she never got that
0: right, like right she, yeah it's, it's 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 a generation of trauma uh uh yeah i <laughs> I, I, I def i definitely i definitely know um I definitely know because my, mm-hmm. my parents were the same way. It was never that that, you know, like the last 10 minutes of the sitcom, it, it gets all gushy and right. You know, you sit down and have the talk and they put the nice little music on <laughs> <laughs> like households, that shit won't like that at It all.
1: never happened.
0: <laughs> it was, it was, never it was
1: happened. like, it was really like the memes that you see, you know, oh, you crying? I get you something to cry about what you crying for get that done you better have that done (laughs) So you didn't do it was never like so I knew like I I knew that I had love in me but it like it just takes the right person or it took the right person to bring that out of me because they understand like they I think that's the thing where you have to learn like you have to learn someone and no one's willing to learn each other anymore. It's just like, oh, okay, you know what? You The package you deal on Instagram looks great to me. So we're gonna be in it together. Like I want you, but I'm like, but y'all don't know what comes with that. Like what people show, especially me, I'm a private person. I try to be as open as possible on social media, but I just, I prefer that certain things should not like to me, my certain things that happen in my life shouldn't be on social media like that. So like my relationships and things like that, I just prefer to keep that to myself, but I, (laughs) I just don't know. People just look at it, especially guys. And they're just like, you're the girl next door. And I'm I'm like, please don't do that. I hate When people do that because i'm like i am human like i have days where i am not in the mood where i don't feel like talking where you know it might it's just rough for me like i just i just don't have it in me sometimes like i'd be like no please don't do that because they're like you're so bubbly and you're cheerful and you make great conversation and i'm like yeah but i'm not always like that so do you think that you would like me if you saw a different side of me Do you think that you can handle the times where I, you know, if I don't feel like talking, like, how would you feel about that? Do you think that you'll be strong enough to be like, I know she loves me. She's just having a hard day. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a lot. So I think that, you know, we just don't learn each other anymore. Yeah. (laughs) My ramblings.
0: (laughs) What are the best, what, what, what was some of the best resources, um, that you got um when you start your podcast.
1: Ooh, the best resources. I don't think that my interviewees understand what they did for me as far as figuring it out, figuring out exactly what I wanted to do with my podcast. Like there was a time where I wanted to just interview celebrities or whatever. And I'm not saying, you know, that's a bad thing or anything like that, but the more that I learned about myself, the more I found out where I wanted to be and where I was the most comfortable at and, you know, what needed to be spotlighted. Mm -hmm. So when I got to talk to Black entrepreneurs and I really opened this podcast and people became... And like they they became so open and they said that it was a therapy session for me and i'm like i wanted it to be that i'm so happy that i could provide that for you because i understand like i get it i get what it's like to be a entrepreneur i get what it's like in the black community like i get that i feel you like i feel you and i know that sometimes i'm very like people are like you're very structured and you're very professional and everything like that and
0: i told you last week
1: yes (laughs) So so to me, I'm just like, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I let people know that, listen, I really, really do care about what it is that you're going through and, you know, how your health is and where your mental is at. And if I can help it any type of way, I want to do that because I want to show you that you can get through it. Like, I know it's hard, but you can get through it. So they they help me to find myself. Like my entrepreneur, uh, my interviewees that have came on the Talk with Tour podcast, they're sitting here thinking that they're having a therapy session and they're releasing. But at the same time, they're helping me to figure out who I am and what it is that I want to do and how I can help to promote them and to continue Talk with Tour as a podcast for people to come on and feel comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. What's one of the one of the things that you wish you would have known in the beginning that you know now from doing from doing the pod?
1: I wish I would have known about how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: Even before I started my, before I started my photography business in 2017, I wish I would have known that I was able to create a podcast because I think that it would have I still would be doing it like it would it would have started at 2016 2017 and I would still be continuing my pod podcast and um I wish I would have known about Riverside too which is another platform where it's like this it's virtual and then it also records your podcast episodes so I wish that I would have known about those two things ahead of time because I feel like I would have, I would have been, or I would have accomplished, I would have had my goals accomplished by now, what I want for my podcast, like the growth of my podcast would have been a huger. So.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Um,
0: just t- t- tell the people where, where, can, where, where can they find the podcast um, you're about, you about to go into a, a brand new season um yes brand, brand, new, brand new brand new season of the pod just tell the people where they can find the podcast and and what you got coming up in your new season of your podcast
1: yes so so far i i have merch that's coming out next week Um, Even though I'm on a break from my Talk With Tor podcast, I still will be doing interviews on my YouTube channel. So before COVID started, I was recording the interviews that I was having in person. So I would record it, edit it and throw it up on my YouTube channel. So if you guys want to check out You know, little clips of the interviews that I did in 2019 from the beginning. Then go to the Talk with Tori YouTube channel. So it's just Talk with Tori. You type it in, you'll see the logo, and you can check out some of the clips from um, some um, some of my previous interviews. And you can find the Talk with Tori podcast actually on all streaming uh, podcast platforms. (laughs) So there's like seven or eight of them that I know of. Mm-hmm. but you know spotify you can follow on spotify you can subscribe on apple Podcasts. um i think it's like breaker and anchor and all that so you can definitely find the talk with torah podcast on spotify anchor apple Podcasts. um yeah oh and then okay so a few other things that i have so i have the merch that's coming i am going to be doing with your, with your shirts oh yes yes it's gonna be like this actually this is an older version (laughs) so this is an older version of my talk with tour t-shirt the new ones are gonna be like more vibrant and whatnot so i'll be doing that um i'm thinking about doing more merch when i start season two of talk with tour but it's gonna be limited edition like t-shirts that i'll do like drop them one time and sell them off and then they'll never come back again (laughs) Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm excited about that. I have so many things that I want to do for uh, Talk With Torah. Um, My new season is going to start April 23rd. Um, and then that's the Friday. So the first episode dropped in. And then after that, every Tuesday, you can go listen to a Talk With Tour podcast Tuesday at noon on Spotify, Anchor, Apple podcast. And... Yeah, I think, oh, I'm doing Zoom. That's what I forgot to say. I'm doing Zoom sessions. Okay. <laughs> I know, I forget a lot. I'm like, I should have just wrote this down. I'm doing Zoom sessions. I've helped a few people start podcasts. So I thought, why not create Zoom sessions where people can book me for $17 per hour and we can talk about how to start your podcast, the basis of your podcast, how to promote your podcast, um, how to you know edit your podcast, how to you know get your idea up and going and basically the outline of it. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do that and then there's also going to be an option since I lost almost over like 80 something pounds. A lot of people have been asking me like how did you do it? So I decided since I've been helping a few people, I've decided to incorporate that as well. So when you do book book your Zoom session with me, you can either pick to talk about how to create a podcast or you know you know my advice on weight loss and you know how to go about that and everything so yeah that's
0: 80 pounds that's amazing
1: yeah it was it was a process <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. yes
0: wow what 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 would be what would be one little thing you give to me because I'm, I'm i've been on a weight loss journey for a while. Uh-huh. time uh-huh um you know I've, I've cut out i've cut out the i've cut out the soda i've cut out i've just cut out the, the red meat like just like like last week uh-huh uh, the red meat um the bread and sugar still getting me I <laughs> it's hard to give up the bread and the sugar the sugar not not as many but the bread
1: right what, what,
0: what, it what, is hard what, what would be a little advice to me
1: so i always tell people this it's not really about what you eat. It's like the portions of what you eat. That's one. And honestly, if you incorporate like 20 minutes of walking in your daily routine,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it helps out a lot. Because when I started to lose weight, I wasn't at the gym. I literally stopped. I cut down. I started eating smaller portions and I just started walking. Like I I, I wasn't running. I wasn't working out. I was walking. So I incorporated that. And especially when my knee, when I was getting my knee back to normal, you know, after being on bed rest for like four months, I was like, Oh no, (laughs) I'm like, I need to figure out something. So I just started to walk every day and I ate smaller portions and I didn't eat past eight Mm o'clock. So, and I just started to lose weight and people were like, how did you do that without working out? I'm like, you had like, get your body going. You just got to burn off those calories. And once you take that day one and you start it, start doing it regularly, it's gonna, it's gonna be a routine for you, and it's gonna be easy. And then before that, you're gonna notice like, oh, okay, I'm losing. Gotcha.
0: I'll definitely put that in the mental, in the mental, mental brain. Yeah. All right. Last question. It's it's uh, it's uh, we're recording this. It's Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. Having a big versus battle uh, this weekend. Uh, do you watch the versus battles
1: <laughs> no i didn't well <laughs> i do watch them but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yes okay mm-hmm. so the question is is a versus battle that's coming up uh-huh
2: uh
0: question is earth Wind, and fire or Ozzy brothers who
1: oh like
0: who you like in a versus battle
1: Ah. Uh that's a hard decision especially you know when your parents used to play that all like play both their musics all the time Mm -hmm. so when I started to watch versus battles I started to look at it just as an opportunity just to hear some classics like I was just like oh this person got this so this person. and then after a while I was just like you know what I'm just enjoying it (laughs) I'm enjoying listening and hearing all of these, these classics and people just getting together and just vibing out off of music because that definitely is like a happy place. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think you your no answer. We're just going to enjoy the vibes. <laughs> yes. We're, 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 we're going to enjoy, we're going to enjoy the vibes. All right, Tor, tell, tell, tell them where they can find you on social media or what's your social media handle? How, how can the people find you?
1: Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on the Talk With Tora IG page, which is just all together Talk With Torah, or you can follow my personal page. It's, it's private at this moment, but if you send me a request, I'll definitely accept. It's impulsively creative, um, all one word. So it's impulsively creative. You'll see my little profile picture and everything like that. And you could just send me a request and I'll follow back. And then on Facebook, you can find me at Latour Johnson which is l-a-t-o-r-a i have twitter accounts (laughs) i don't use it (laughs) i literally try i try to be on social media as much as possible i've been a little better with it like i really have been a little better but um yeah social media is something else but yeah Thank,
0: thank you thank you so much for um for taking the time thank you for having me on your podcast um as well
1: yes check them out on the 26th It's dropping on the 26th at noon on the talk with tour podcast
0: talk with tour podcast yes the tv best conversations yes you know, catch, me on, catch me on her podcast uh doing um talk talking about you know everything i got going on as well right um thank you thank you again uh for, for uh for, for being for being on the pod i uh, wish you nothing but uh Peace, blessings, and I, and I and I definitely, when I say peace, I mean that in the most uh, beautiful way. You know, uh, continue to uh, you know work work on the mental, continue to to find your happiness and your peace and your inner peace in your everyday to day life. You know, so I, I wish nothing but uh, nothing but the best for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I really enjoyed talking to you. You're awesome. And you need to continue what you're doing because you're bomb. So thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank
0: you. All right. So it was another edition of Best Conversations podcast, man. I hope everybody have a blessed, blessed, blessed uh, Easter weekend. Um, You know, continue um, everybody, you know, to work on their mental and,
2: -hmm. and, you
0: know, finding peace and and, and happiness and everything you're doing. All right, so we're in this the way we end in this, in this every week. Um, keep God first, and I promise everything will work itself out. Torah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Best Conversations podcast. We out.
2: Uh.